We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's December 15th, it is 2023. We have a nice little eight-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm all aboard these seven and eight-game slates. These are the type of NBA, slate, NBA slates that I really like. Joined today by my buddy, Timothy Buell, Tasteful Tides in the DFS Streets. Tim, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing well, Stevie. Yeah, I've uh, been sweating hockey all night, been watching that horrible football game. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you that like eight games, seven, eight games in the NBA is the perfect amount for an NBA slate. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, just something that I just think any these seven and eight games, six to like eight, I mean, nine even are all fantastic um so yeah i mean i I think that these slates with the in-season tournament kind of you know how it how it fell it's nice um to it's nice to get these slates where it's like very doable like a 14 game slate on a friday is just so exhausting to even think about so getting a nice little eight gamer here is fantastic and um, kudos to you and your you guys that are doing the NHL projections um, that you know spits out prop model over there on scores and odds for NHL. It's been fire this year. Um, yeah, one of my most profitable betting right now is NHL, and I don't know anything. I just blindly follow it, um, and it's been absolutely crushing. So kudos to you guys over there with the NHL product. We got a. Uh, Eight game slate. Like I said, let's get into it. We start with the best game on the slate. <laughs> right off right off the bat. I was I was wondering, I was wondering if you're gonna throw a curveball not and not start with this game. So no. I was I was prepared I was prepared for you not to start with this game, but I guess we're just gonna dive right in. Oh yeah, we're we're going right into this one. We got Indiana at Washington taking on the Wizards. <laughs> 258 total. The Pacers a nine point favorite. Numhard out, Smith out, pool questionable. Shamit right out remain out. Um, massive total projects 
by far is the fastest paced game on the on the slate. You know, these two teams are first and second in pace. Um, on top of that, they are 30th and 28th in defense. So we're going to get a very like an extremely fast little defensive played game. Um, and, you know, we have had this game once already this season. And it was I think it ended 143 to 120. Um, and that was like one of the first games of the year. So just a phenomenal game. But let's break it down DFS wise. What do you like here for the Pacers? Can I just say everything? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, yeah. It, is this the is this the highest total of all time? Because I remember seeing some two fifty fives, two fifty sixes. I think that's what that total was in this game earlier in the year. It was like two fifty four, I think. So they made it even higher. That game that they played earlier was the highest total since like nineteen ninety one. So I'd imagine that this is probably the highest total ever um yeah so you're you're definitely firing up Halliburton uh you're definitely firing up Miles Turner uh, absolute smash spots for both of those guys um but then you can just you you could really conceivably depending on how many teams you're making get to any of Bruce Brown uh Matherin uh Buddy Heald if you wanted to take a shot on him um but yeah like Halliburton and, Halliburton and Turner are definitely your uh primary pieces yeah, I mean, I'm with you as far as just saying all of them. Um, this game is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> like, we – the problem is, like, who we're going to run it back with Washington. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I, I think this is a, a, f- a fantastic matchup for Halliburton. Um, he really hasn't had a ceiling game here in, like, a week or so. So I think this is a, a really good ceiling spot for him. I think that this is going to be a super competitive game with little defense played. On the cheap end, I don't mind looking at like Bruce Brown or Matherin here. I don't think I'd play these two guys together. I think we're trying to kind of get the ceiling play out of the two of them. And I, I mean, like TJ McConnell getting 15 to 20 minutes in this game is somewhat interesting as a large field tournament play. Don't think I'd recommend yep. playing McConnell in like a single entry tournament because he's going to only get. 15 to 20 minutes and he has to produce you know two fantasy points per minute but we've seen that um someone in chat just said vegas just got a pick six this game is wild um this is this is crazy like i I can't i'm we're saving you all from watching this football game you're very welcome (laughs) um what a atrocious football game let's just call it how it is um yeah let's go to the washington side here Talk to me. What are your thoughts here on the Wizards? So I very, very, very rarely want to play Kyle Kuzma, but if there's ever a spot to do so, this would be a, a, a fast-paced, up-and-down game. 8,400 um, actually seems a little bit too cheap, um, even for a guy like Kuzma. Um, he should really, really smash in this spot. So I'm running it back uh, with Kuzma. Jordan Poole is questionable currently, um, I think with an ankle. Um, this should be a good spot for him, but he's just been so, so, so bad. Um, Koulibaly at 5,400, he's been getting quite solid minutes. I think he's very viable. Uh, Gafford at 5,600 seems a little bit too cheap, but I think he may struggle with Turner, so he would definitely fall uh, a little bit below those other guys. And then uh, Denny Atvia. 
He's he's a great play. He should be able to fill up the stat sheet in this matchup, sixty two hundred. Um, so those would be the those would be the guys uh, for, or even Kispert really. Um, Kispert if he finds himself in the starting lineup at forty eight hundred, like I know he's not like a high usage guy, but really anyone who's going to be playing minutes in this game and, and are not expensive, I think I think you could fire up in GPPs. Yeah, Jordan Poole injury matters a lot on this slate because of this game environment, um, just in general. So um, I think that is definitely something we're going to be watching because, like I said, I, again, I, I think it matters so much whether or not Jordan Poole plays or not because if he were to sit here, I think Tyus Jones would end up being pretty chalky, but I think it'd be really interesting to see who they start. Um, like you said, maybe it's Kispert. You know, if they start him, that's super interesting. Um, if they started like a Jared Butler at 3,900, he would be a phenomenal value play. I don't know if they'll necessarily start him or not, but I, it's just something to continue to watch here with Washington. Um, they have been giving uh, Butler a few extra minutes here and there with that second unit. Um, I, I think he'd get a little bit more run if Jordan Poole were to sit in this game. Really like the Gafford call. Uh, yeah, don't love the matchup against Turner, but they need his size in this game. If he can stay out of foul trouble, um, I could see Gafford having a good game. I really think the ceiling guy here could potentially be Kyle Kuzma. Um, we're starting to see him shoot more and more. I think he's the ceiling guy. I think his, he's definitely um, one of the top players on the slate if Jordan Poole gets ruled out. Phenomenal game. Don't overthink this one. Load up on this game. Um, this is one of those games I think you can have three to five people from. So uh, it's even on an eight-game slate, I think that you can have that many from this game. New Orleans at Charlotte, 233 total in this game. New Orleans, a seven-point favorite. Nance and Ryan out. Zion questionable. Ball, Martin, Nikolina out. Washington questionable and Williams doubtful on the Charlotte side. We'll go Pelicans first here. What do you like for New Orleans? Yeah, this is a really good spot for New Orleans, and they are not priced high enough, in my opinion. Um, Charlotte is the uh, second worst defensive team behind only the Wizards um, in that category. So this is an absolutely amazing spot for the Pelicans. Um, I think Ingram is way too cheap at 8200 Um Zion, if he plays, he's too cheap at 7900 If Zion doesn't play, then you should probably be getting to, I would say, at least two Pelicans. Um, Brandon Ingram being one of them. Uh, CJ McCollum could be one of them at 76. Joe Val at 71. And then don't forget, if Zion misses tomorrow, don't forget about Trey Murphy, who absolutely crushed. Um, I don't think he started. He came off the bench and played 32 minutes and went and went for 50 fantasy points. And this is just an unbelievable matchup. So, um, you know, one of those, uh, a couple of those guys, if Zion misses, if Zion's in, maybe just get to one of them. But either way, this is a fantastic matchup for these Pelicans. Yeah, so Trey Murphy didn't start the other night. It was Dyson Daniels who started. Right. Um, and yeah. Dyson Daniels actually checked out really early in the first quarter. And Trey Murphy came in. Daniels played four minutes. Murphy checked in, played the rest of the first quarter, and then played 10 minutes of the second quarter before checking out. So he had 17-ish minutes in the first half of that football game. So, yeah. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We get news that Zion's going to sit here is a fantastic um, play and call. And, Outside uh, of... Oh, good. Not, not, uh, Najee Marshall played 27 minutes in this last game with no Zion also. So, and he's super cheap at 40, 4,200. So he would probably be a relatively contrarian value play. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he, he would be in a really good spot as well. I think Valanciunas is a sneaky good play today. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to play Valanciunas at 7,100. His rebounding rate is going to go through the roof with no Zion. Charlotte's one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. They're one of the worst teams against bigs. I think this is a fantastic spot for Valanciunas. And another game that, I mean, you could probably play two Pelicans here uh, on a main build uh, because this game is just phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to look for value. I think I'll stay away from like Ingram McCollum and I'll look for you know, uh, not even necessarily value, value with Valanciunas, but if Zion sits, that's where we're going to get some value here from the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlotte side of this game, I mean, Williams doubtful. Maybe we take some shots here on Nick Richards. He doesn't have – he just hasn't shown like a huge ceiling. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, I mean, Rozier at 8,700 continues to be the usage player. He's gone over 50 fantasy points in back-to-back games. He has a lot of upside. Um, Bridges is another person that's been playing okay. He just hasn't been, like, great recently. I think this is a spot you're potentially taking some shots on Rozier, potentially taking some shots on Brandon Miller. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Hornets? Yeah, I mean, it, it, is a, uh, it is a pretty decent pace-up spot for the Hornets. So definitely a guy like Rogier, I think, would be okay. Um, I would be inclined to use Bridges, especially if Zion were out, um, and Richards as well. Uh, make sure to pay attention to that P.J. Washington news because I think he tr- is truly questionable. So if they're down Washington and Williams – like they're going to be really thin with big men. So, I mean, it could end up getting a couple more minutes for guys like Nick Richards to maybe flash that ceiling uh, a couple extra minutes for a guy like miles bridges to flash that ceiling. So um, definitely some injury news that we got to watch out for. Uh, but this is, this is a, you know, <laughs> the first game is so amazing that everything kind of looks bad, but this, 
this game is pretty good for for fantasy purposes also. Yeah, PJ Washington got hurt in the first quarter the other night. I'm looking at game flow. Um, and Nick yeah. Richards played. He played 40 minutes. Um, yeah. R- Rozier, Bridges, Hayward, Miller, and Richards all played 34 plus minutes in that game, and then nobody else was over 20 minutes. So, I think this is a spot where you probably look at the five guys that are going to play the big minutes. Um, and if PJ, like you said, if PJ Washington misses. I think Nick Richards is going to get a ton of minutes, and I think he's okay. He's okay. He hasn't showed the ceiling, but he's okay. All right, Detroit at Philadelphia, 234.5 total here. Philly's a 16-point favorite in this game. Bagley, (laughs) Duran, and Morris out. Philly's good to go um, unless we get something tomorrow on the injury report when they're expected to win by a lot here. Uh, let's go Detroit. Is there anything here on the Pistons that you'd take some shots on against Philadelphia? Yeah, these two teams played uh, on Wednesday night, and Philly won by 18. Uh, Embiid didn't even play any minutes in the fourth quarter, none whatsoever. Um, uh, Boyan was the one guy that I was kind of thinking about, but he's getting like 6,800 in this matchup, I think is – is just too much. Um, I don't know. Like, Cade is decent, but I think it's just too much. Uh, Thompson, like, the, the all these prices on these guys are kind of elevated. And this is an awful, awful matchup. And I was trying to see, like, which of these guys got the blowout run. And, and it didn't really, like, I don't know. Like, nobody really got that much extra run because of the blowout. Yeah, okay. So I wrote up Embiid Wednesday um, as like one of my favorite tournament plays, understanding the fact that I needed the game to stay close. If Embiid played seven or eight more minutes in that game, he puts up 80 fantasy points. Right. He was low-owned, and I don't expect him to be popular here. So I think if you're playing Embiid, you're you're taking some shots on Bogdanovich and Cunningham, just saying, hey, the game's going to stay close because these guys are having a ceiling game. Um, but that's really it. I mean, this would be like a, a top end type stack for me. And I mean, maybe you could potentially take some shots on Thompson, but his price is kind of where it needs to be. Um, I don't think I want to touch like Isaiah Stewart or any of these guys. So for me, it's, if I'm playing Embiid, I'm probably going to pay up and run it back with like a Cunningham or Bogdanovich saying, Hey, one of these guys or both of these guys are having really good games and Embiid's going to get 36, 37 minutes. Because Embiid's going to be low-owned again. Like, he is going to be low-owned again. So you are you know that there's a chance this game probably doesn't stay close. Detroit's awful. Philly's at home. They're 16-point favorites. They're 16-point favorites. So, yeah. All right. Um, did you have anything you wanted to talk about on the Philly side here? So I was just looking at the uh, game flow tracker on RG's court IQ to see like what Detroit did uh, in that fourth quarter and like who got extra run and nobody really got much like that, uh, that much extra. So like guys like Paul Reed only got like, I don't know, like 13 minutes. Um, You know, like nobody, nobody really did anything special. So, I mean, I for me, it's just Embiid, and then if you want to run it back with Bogdanovich uh, or uh, or Kate Cade. 
All right, moving on. We got Orlando at Boston. 223 and a half total here. Boston, a six-point favorite. They are on a back-to-back. We'll see if any injury news comes out there. Um, Window Carter Jr. remains out. Fultz was upgraded to questionable um, here. He's missed, I think, like 14 or 15 games in a row. Um, let's start with Orlando. Uh, Banchero has been playing great. Like he's just he's playing at another level. I just don't know if he has necessarily a ton of ceiling at eighty three hundred against a, a tough Boston team. Franz Wagner is another guy that's really consistent, but like he's seventy eight hundred. I think this is going to be a case for me where I'm probably going to be off the Magic here, and like and just hope no one has a ceiling game. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Magic? Yeah, pretty much the same as yours. I really like Cole Anthony, but. I don't really want to pay for him uh, on this slate in this matchup. So this is really just like you said, hope that nobody really has a ceiling game and that Boston can, you know, play their slow tempo, good defensive style type basketball game. Yeah. I mean, even on the Boston side, they're on the second end of a back-to-back. So maybe they're a little bit sluggish here against the magic and this game, I think it's going to be a competitive game. It's just, they're all priced appropriately. Tatum's 10-1, Brown's 79, Porzingis is 79. Um, if they all play, I just don't have a ton of interest. I will say that Jalen Brown was questionable going into yesterday's slate with an ankle. Does he potentially sit on the second end of a back-to-back? Because if he does, that's going to open up some value with like Drew. But we also have to remember, like these two teams are really solid defensively. Orlando's third. Celtics are fourth in defensive rating this season. So, like, not a fast-paced game. A lot of good defense. Um, just not loving anything here from either side. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Boston? I Well, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I just think that it's possible that we see a couple of people sit for Boston, possibly Porzingis, possibly Horford. Uh, Cornette was a late scratch. Not that that really matters. But that's just another big guy that could end up sitting. So if if we get, you know, possibly Porzingis, you know, and Horford out, that that could potentially open some things up for e- even a guy like Jason Tatum and not such a great matchup. But, you know, that would just be more usage for him, more rebounds, uh, more shots. Um, I think he would be an interesting contrarian GPP play. Um, but for the most part, I, I agree. Like this is probably a stay away game. All right, we're moving on. We got Atlanta at Toronto, two forty-four and a half total here. Toronto, two and a half point favorite. Hunter questionable. Johnson out. Toronto's good to go. I love this game. I think this is a, a game that we have circled. Uh, high total, a lot of potential. Let's start with the Atlanta side. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? Yeah, um, this is this is a pretty sneaky game. I do agree with you. Um, I'm always in favor of using Trey Young. Uh, he's under 10K, which I don't think I don't think he should ever be under 10K. Um, you know, the, the center situ- situation with Atlanta can always be a kind of a difficult one to uh, parse through, but I would prefer Capella um, as my first choice at center. Um, and then probably Bogdanovich would be my third favorite. So, yeah, that would be about it. I don't really have any interest in any of the value pieces for Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's a pay-up spot for Atlanta. If Hunter sits, 
Sadiq Bay might get a little bit more usage, um, but he really just hasn't shown like a huge ceiling. So I don't think I would touch it here. And like, I mean, if Hunter sits, maybe Bogdanovich is someone we look at at 6,800. He's been great recently. Um, he's someone that is going to get plenty of shots up. So um, I think Bogdanovich, Trey Young, always in, always in play. Um, the thing here too is like, they could potentially need Capella to play 30 plus minutes, like the size yep. of Toronto. So, um, and he's been playing minutes recently. So see how that plays out. Uh, Toronto, Scotty Barnes is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. I absolutely love this guy and he's been smashing all season. This is a fantastic pace up spot. He just put up 52 fantasy points against his team on Wednesday, right back to the well for me on Scotty Barnes. Uh, I think that's a great call. Um, I just, for me, it's kind of like a price point thing. You know, we've got Kuzma right there. We've got Trey Young right there. We've got um, Brandon Ingram kind of right in that same zone. Uh, so how does he kind of rank with those guys in that same kind of like 9K range? I agree with you. Uh, fantastic play, though. And if he's going to be lower owned than, say, the Kuzma, the Ingram, uh, tight plays, then I say be overweight, Barnes. I think that's a great call. Atlanta's horrible defensively. Uh, Barnes has really shown what people thought he would be, and it took him a little bit to get there, and he's fantastic. Um, I also really like Siakam in this matchup, even though he has not been as good this year, but I think that um, this is a really good spot for him. This is a really good spot for the whole team. We've seen uh, OG play really well also, and Schroeder. So I mean, this whole this whole uh, Toronto team is is in play and can be used as like pivots away from maybe some of the more popular, like Indiana and Washington uh, plays. Um, let's go to the next one here. I think we covered Toronto pretty well. Um, I didn't really have anything else to add. I will say, like Schroeder has been playing more minutes. I don't know if I trust it, but he's been playing more minutes. <laughs> That's all I got on him. Um, Potal had a huge game the other night. All right, we got Lakers and Spurs. 234.5 total in this game. Lakers, a 7.5 point favorite. AD, LeBron, Prince, questionable Vincent out. San Antonio is good to go. We'll start here with the Lakers side. We, again, just watched this game play out on Wednesday, uh, 122 to 119. What are your thoughts here on the Lakers? I mean, obviously a fantastic spot. Um, we've seen the Q tags on Davis and James, um, you know, all season long. We actually saw James sit, so I doubt that he sits in this game. Um, but um, if, if one sits, play the other one, obviously. Um, you know, great spot, uh, decent price tags. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, like Austin Reeves is starting to get really expensive. I really, I really like to roster him, but it, but his salary is getting like really, really, really up there. Um, and same thing with Russell. So maybe it's just Wemby and then one of like AD LeBron. Like I'm not really seeing um, anything that I really love uh, for for the Lakers or for the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, for me on the Lakers, like. 
the way that Reeves has been playing has really hurt Russell, and Russell's price is still kind of up there. The way that Reeves has been playing, his price is caught up to how he's been playing. So, I mean, it's just for me, on the Lakers side, unless AD or LeBron sit, I don't have a ton of interest in the Lakers. Um, if, if one of them sits, and we should note, like, the other night was the second end of a back-to-back, um, and they did play all those minutes in the in-season tournament. So, like, it didn't shock me that they sat him on the second end of a back-to-back there. So unless some people sit here, I don't have a ton of interest in the Lakers as well. Um, I will say, though, I do. It's hard not to have interest in Wimby. Um, this guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's just like he's a he's a walking ceiling. He has a he has 15 blocks over his last three games. There's so many plays on the slate that we've already talked about, like right around 9K. Like it's not so much like the super payups; it's like the eight to nine k ranges is so loaded on the slate. Yeah, yeah, no chance that like Wimby is going to be chalky. I mean, maybe he was popular the other night, and he was. I don't know. It all kind of depends on. How, I mean, that Pacers uh, Washington game is going to be so popular. That's going to soak up a ton of ownership. The Pelicans are going to be popular too, I think. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Memphis, 211 and a half total in this game. Houston, a four point favorite. Thompson, questionable. Adams, Clark, Kennard, Morant, Smart out. Bain, questionable for Memphis. Uh, let's start here with the Houston side of things. Um, I mean, I think the, the person we should start with is probably Eason. He's had two really good games in a row, two of his last three have been really solid. 16 shot attempts in back-to-back games for Eason, 14 rebounds in back-to-back games. Um, I think Eason's too cheap, even in a game that doesn't scream stack. Yeah, like if you just needed like a just like a cheap, you know, kind of like one-off type play. Um, I guess he's not like as cheap as he used to be, but 5,200 on the slate, that's not that's not too bad at all. Um, this game from a macro perspective is is awful. Like, I definitely don't want to stack it. So getting, like, a one-off of Easton, I think, is a really solid play. Uh, anything else on the Houston side? Shangoon uh, is always somebody that I have some interest in. Um, but, I like we already talked about, like, that 9K range is so loaded. And this, this game environment is so bad compared to the other games that we've already talked about that I guess I just have to pass on him. Let's go to the Memphis side. Um, I, I don't necessarily love Memphis here. Houston's been playing great defensively this year. It would be interesting, though, um, if Bain sat in this game. He sat Wednesday, and Derrick Rose played 31 minutes. Um, I mean, just if Derrick Rose is going to play 30 minutes, even in a matchup against Houston, uh, 5K is is something that it, it's tough to pass on th- that kind of minutes. Um Williams got a good amount of run the other night as well. He's 4,300. What are your thoughts here on Memphis? Yeah, it's um, really dependent on Bain, who I think is truly questionable. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is on fire. He's just been crushing. So uh, this is not a really good matchup. Like Houston's a completely different team than they were last year. Look, they're slow. They're good defensively. But still, I think you could play JJJ. Um, obviously if we lose Bain, we can 
played Derrick Rose, uh, 5K, like you said. Uh, nobody else really sticks out in terms of like cheap, cheap pieces on either side. All right. We finish it out with New York Knicks at Phoenix. Two-hour gap between this game and the Houston-Memphis game. Um, so that's always a lot of fun with NBA. Uh, on the Knicks side, Mitch Rob is out. On the Phoenix side, Allen and Gordon are questionable. Okaji and Lee are out. Uh, let's go Knicks first. I mean, Mitch Rob being out matters a little bit. We, we've seen this now um, kind of play out where Hartenstein has, has gotten minutes. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? That was actually going to be the very first person that I was going to talk about is Hartenstein. Hartenstein and even a guy like Josh Hart um, as like a cheaper, you know, type piece. Um, I really just don't think I can get to Brunson at 8,200. Um, I'd really have no interest in RJ Barrett. Julius Randle at 8,800 seems, uh, kind of too cheap, but I also don't think this is that great of a matchup. Um, I will say this though, is that nobody's going to play this game. Like this game is going to go completely unowned unless there's some big news event. Uh, around this game uh people are not gonna want to get to this game environment they're not gonna want to wait till 10 o'clock eastern to play it um that's like the only reason i could conceivably roster somebody in this game is just from a game theory perspective because it will go so low owned um i mean you know people people are just not gonna play this game yeah i mean this really kind of screams like a Dodgers game. <laughs> play play the yeah, late game at low ownership, yeah, but it yeah. just, I mean, the game is not sexy. That's why no one's going to play it. I mean, you play it as a competitive close game that potentially goes to overtime type game, but uh, Booker's assist rate with Duran on the floor has been phenomenal this season. Um, so I think Booker is someone you could look at in the assists, like prop market in this one. Um, Bradley Beal, came back and played the back-to-back 27 and 34 minutes. He's 6,900 his usage. I mean, he's going to score. He's just not going to do a ton of other stuff um, here with KD and all these other guys on the floor. I just don't see a ton of value. Um, They've had some pieces missing recently. Nurkic went bonkers against the Nets the other night for like 20 plus rebounds. I don't, we don't expect that to happen all the time, but what are your thoughts here on the Phoenix side? I mean, I would say that Durant being under 10K always seems appealing to me. Like Durant has has like a massive ceiling in this spot. Um, Like you said, you play this game because it's a close, could be a close competitive game. Um, So, yeah, I mean, definitely Durant is fine for tournaments. Um, Booker, I I don't think I want to pay 10-4 for Booker against the Knicks. Uh, I really have no interest in Beal or Nurkic. So it's really just the rant for me, um, depending on how like Gordon Allen Okaji, like if they all sit, um, maybe we get like some cheap value with like Bates Diop or Metu, maybe some, something like that or, or, uh, or little um, if, if all those guys sit, but uh, I think that would be about it for me. Yeah. I mean, Okaji already ruled out if Allen and Gordon said, I, I don't mind the little call um, there because mm-hmm. you got to remember, with Beal coming back and playing 30 plus minutes, like now they have like 
plenty of wings. Um, so like maybe they squeeze in getting Nasir Little out there for 25 plus minutes if those guys sit. So I like the Nasir Little call there. Uh, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. We got a fun NFL weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's someone that you're looking at here on the cheap side? Uh, under 5K. Um, I will go. Where's Koulibaly? How much is he? Lost oh, I him. have no idea. Lost him. Where'd he go? I would assume uh, he's, he's, he's under. Oh, he's, oh, oh, okay. He's 54. Oh. Shoot. All right. Price is caught up to him. Yeah. I'll go um I'll go Kispert. Yeah, I don't hate that one. Um I think that's that's super solid. Um I am gonna assume that we get Zion out again and go Najee Marshall here. Over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bust today? Uh I will go Maxi. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if that game gets out of hand, yeah, uh, for that's, sure. That's kind of that's kind of my angle. Not that he's a bad play. I just think he won't play enough minutes. I'm gonna go Singun. Uh, just a, a game that I don't see him having like ceiling type pace. Um, just played this team, put up 23 fantasy points. Not really judging it off of that. I'm judging it. He's 8900. I need him to have ceiling, and I want him to be in good environments in those games. And I don't think this is a good one for him. Favorite six X play today. Who do you got? Um, I'll go. I'll go Halliburton. He's like, I'm going all the way to the top. I'm gonna go expensive today too. I usually try to find a cheap play, but I love Scotty Barnes today. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal spot for Barnes. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who's someone that you think can make a difference in tournaments at low ownership? Uh Dennis Schroeder. I like that call. Um just someone that shouldn't get a ton of ownership on this slate. And I think that he has um, some serious upside. So I like that call. I think that's off the board enough. I just, I don't know why I feel like this is a spot where like we see a huge game from Kyle Kuzma. Um, so I'm going to go Kyle Kuzma hoping that at 8,400 and not really having many ceiling games here recently. Um, we don't get a ton of ownership on Kuzma in a phenomenal game. There's not a ton of bets out or pick them plays out. So we're going to skip that question here. Uh, Tim, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, nope. I do like the Lakers though. The spread. Seven there you go. and a half. Bonus. So that's my, that's um, my, that's my pick. I always forget those are up. Um, yeah. I always wait. Like, I mean, I guess like if you like something, you shouldn't wait, but I always wait until the injury report at one thirty. <laughs> like I want to see the day of injury report comes out at one thirty before I start doing. As long as stuff. as long as AD and LeBron both don't sit, I'm fine with seven and a half. If they both yeah. sit, then I'm screwed. Then I'm screwed. As a Magic homer, I like Orlando plus six, but um, Boston yeah. on the back to back. Orlando's been playing great, but that's a homer pick. We're gonna get out of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the football. Three games on Saturday, 10 games on Sunday, or 11 games technically on Sunday. 
We'll be back Monday talking hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.